Welcome back to another episode of Murphy's Roll. This is Reaper. This is Nian. And this is Bone Crusher. And today we got a special for you because these two are going to explain how they got their asses kicked. No, no, no. We took it easy on them. There weren't no belt. There ain't no trying. Exactly, man. There was no championship belt. So a best bringer who didn't need to bring the pain. All right, you know, we go in. You, you got to give them one. You know, I got to give them one. Like, oh, these guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you got to give them one. We came in there like extra beefy and extra strong people. You know, they were not going to bet. They're, you know, the bets aren't going to go up. But more on that in a bit. So we're going over our last campaign session, and <clears throat> where we start off is the party is making their way back home to Skull's Cove with their quote-unquote new sorcerer, Vendressa, who was formerly Shaw. And when they get back, everything's, no, everything's fine. No, Naraya's in her office doing more paperwork, doing what the bosses do taking care in, of all the problems that the party leaves behind. Not that yeah. bad. Well, when we first got back to town, we didn't go back to headquarters. Vendressa needed the change because of the, this amazing plan we had set. So she went, got different clothes. Her, They had a plan. Her and Kai would go in. I think it was everybody except... Cockblock and Birthbringer that actually went back to headquarters. Well, I took uh, Jarek, the doo dude, the uh, guy we got from our own town to come and work on trade and stuff like that. I went and, you know, we went and took him to the kitchen, trying to get his mind off of his girl he lost and all that stuff. Plus, come to find out, Vendressa has triple D's or double D's. That's some big ass titties. And. Uh, <laughs> And Brentford was like, yeah, buddy, okay, well, that's a party member. He used to be a dude. It's just kind of weird. So I'm just going to the kitchen. So, <clears throat> yeah, the party splits up in town. And Kai comes in and introduces Vendressa to Naraya. And Naraya's just like, where's Shaw? And Kai's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible story. Uh, Shaw's dead. Have fun with our, have fun with our uh, new associate. Bye. <laughs> and it was at this point Reaper learned we had a side conversation a couple weeks ago on how we were going to introduce Vendressa. And just the look on his face like, you motherfuckers. Plotting against me like that. And at that point, that's when Vendressa came in, introduced herself, gave a little story of how Shaw threw himself in front of her and sacrificed himself to save her and pulled out a note in person and just handed it to a Reaper who just sat there and read it like, these motherfuckers. All the while, Naraya's over here thinking, like, I don't, I can't imagine Shaw doing that for anybody, much less someone that they just met. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't look in a mirror and be like, I lost an eye because of Shaw. He wouldn't throw himself in front of anybody, in front of anything. <laughs> That's what happened. Like I rolled dice on insight to figure out, like why would Shaw do something like that? There's no reason for it. And in which case, this Vendressa person is Shaw. Some fucking how. Yeah, because we're like we lost a wizard or a sorcerer, but we gained one. It's too convenient. <laughs> well, we did lose a barbarian and gained a barbarian. But there were different subclasses. But Narai doesn't know Vendressa is a wild magic. 
Not yet, anyway. So the conversation was just wild from there. Then about that time, Bernthbringer leaves the kitchen a little bit earlier. And what was going on in the background? Well, um, I don't remember exactly what was going on in the background, but I do know But Bernthbringer, you know, I went in there and I brought a, I brought Jarek straight up to Dariah. I was just like, hey, yo, we got a new dude. Kicked him in the room. Okay, this guy's a, like, agent. He's supposed to be our representative. Yeah, liaison between us and our town. Here, you know, here we go. Deuces. <laughs> and Naraya's just like, okay, so you brought back not one, but two new people? What? <laughs> Brother brings not one for answering questions and trying to figure out what was going on. Oh, but on the way to the, uh, on the way to the office... Birthbringer was playing his new song, playing a little music. Uh, <laughs> don't yeah. look like that. Yeah, like before he even went in there, he he purposely went behind the office and kind of just walked by before coming in, playing his little song, and then just Reapers just like looking at him like really. And as the conversation's continuing, the this is playing in the background because Vendressa is from Hogwarts. That's the lie we told him. It's not Hogwarts, bro. The guy whose name is even Albus. <laughs> the headmaster's name is Albus. Yes, I'm aware of the similarities, but it's not Hogwarts. This is Hogwarts. <laughs> anyway. The dresses are mine. Anyway, so the party, you know, they're kind of running around doing their shenanigans you know, with introducing Vendressa, who is Shaw, to Naraya, who is figuring out that Vendressa is Shaw. <laughs> But ultimately, it's like, okay, fine, no, you're all right. Vindressa. You do realize that people tend to die in this line of work, right? Especially the animal ones. Especially the animal ones. <laughs> and Vindressa was like, no, nah, I got this, I got this, it's fine. <laughs> so, and after after that day, like, what did I say, like a week goes by? Like, and then you guys haven't really been given any new jobs or anything? Nope, but I finally got my shield done. Yes. Yeah. He got his shield, then he went, hung out with Deanne, who was given a magical item that reduced her size by half, so she's now about an eight-foot-tall creature, about similar to Birthbringer. So she's actually able to come live in Scuttle's Cove now. Well, they were also still hanging out at her little temporary crib. And man, while it was finished, because like it, it took it, it took a couple more days after you guys had gotten back. But yeah, speaking of Deanne, I know where you stole that name from. Started watching Seven Deadly Sins, a giant named Deanne. Really? We talked. Yeah, I want to call that. It was Birthbringer's idea. He's the one who threw out the name, and I'm like, all right, fine, yeah, Deanne. <laughs> well, still, it took me that long to figure it out. <laughs> I don't think our giant is as hot as Deanne. Um, the Anthem of Daily Sins is well, yeah. A-plus anime character. <laughs> really endowed. She got some bazookas on her. 
talking about she got thighs. She got the, she got the seven piece combo: thighs, wings, <laughs> thighs, wings, breasts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and after about a week, Birthbringer's still with Deanne. Kai sneaking around the office trying to avoid Naraya. Vendressa was somewhere in the base, I think. Yes, Vendressa, Abyss Grip, and Dio. Abyss Grip was the only one that really noticed. Um, which bitch was it again? Um, the one from. Mm, 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 she comes storming in. Oh, yeah. Esdell. Same Ooh. thing. Drake. <laughs> well, she her name is Esdell, and she came. She came into the building to talk to Naraya. She was the one from the Druids. Was it the Druids? I thought it was no. the one from that place. We're not going back to. Uh, Skyhawk's place. No, no. that's Ilda. Yeah, we got she, so many she, random bitches. And you guys as well for bringing back them random bitches. You're all like, hey, we need this bitch to come back with us. You know what? We, we, we might as well collect them all like Pokemon. Shoot. Before we next next session, I'm about to go back to Ilda is the is the magic crafter, the one that you brought back from uh, from uh, Vale Rock. Yeah, like Abyss Grip was the only one that noticed her running in there, so he just like well, shit's about to go down if she's running in. Follows in and listens to what's going on, and that's when she was telling us about, well, telling Naraya about Anna Drea's soul. And wasn't he back at the place we ransacked, or he, did he have new spots pop up? Well, he found Kai's message. At, in bodies. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> bodies. Found Kai's message that we left for him, and uh, he wasn't very happy. Obviously, Esdell's no. When her relayed message was that Andrew Day's soul has work has actually picked up pace and insecurity as well. Like he's, like he's completely just like, all right, fuck it, no, this place isn't gonna work. I'll, you know, go to site C and D and up up security and research progress. And she also. Uh, relayed information that uh, there's a lot of traffic coming through Vale Rock or going through Vale Rock and up north from Vale Rock. Yeah, it was about that time where I was like, go get everybody. He just runs in. Dio, that asshole's back. Go see Naraya. Vendress, the same thing. Kai had his ear to the door the entire time and just left his cup. Yeah, it's just an empty mug. And Abyssgrip couldn't find him and said, fuck it. Ran out to Birthbringer. He's like, hey, that asshole's back for another ass whooping. And Birthbringer's like, it's time! <laughs> yeah, he's been itching to test the shield out. So he's like, let's do this. And about the time everybody gets there, I believe Kai decides to show his face. Yeah. And then that's when our actual next mission that is going to pay us. Comes in. Yeah, like after Naraya pretty much explains to everybody, hey, Andrew Day of Souls picked up pace. Apparently he didn't like your message, Kai, but good job on that anyway. <laughs> um, Lady Zatora, if you don't remember her, she pretty much owns half of Skittles Cove. Uh, she comes in asking for asking the group for a quick mission. No, it's like, hey, I need you guys to go to Haven and pick up some supplies for me. 
And for those of you who don't know, Haven is actually the capital of Alakari. Is actually the capital of the Alakari. Yeah, and Abyss Bringer is just like last time we went on a boat for this bitch, got the I got knocked the fuck out by Marilith. But no, that may that may be true. But you guys still go on the mission anyway. Like, all right, well, maybe we'll get to fight somebody. Shit. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> so, they all gather up their things and they leave, like, at the end of the day. Well, she also told us the captain's name and out of game, like, wait a minute. We know this guy from somewhere. Yeah, Captain Gavin Meyer, a.k.a. Geo. Yeah, Captain Miser was the guy they were supposed to. They were originally supposed to procure travel back to Scuttle's Cove from Seraphica when they recruited Alawi, essentially. But that didn't work out, so. It never works out. <laughs> Have we ever, like, just properly traveled back home on the way we're supposed to travel home, like normal? We tried, but once. No, we did come back normally after Hogwarts. It's like the only time. You came back after you took your trip to the forest with Flower the, Girl. Flower Girl. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right, because we couldn't just click our heels say I want to go home. And... Yeah, some of our horses and shit. I mean, she could have bought new horses. For real though. We could have bought her new horses. I mean, we, we rich now, bitch! Like we could, we could buy her. Now you can. <laughs> not back then. You guys were kind of broke. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I mean, we're definitely richer now, but we weren't broke. But, I mean, you got to think if you like, if you essentially sacrificed the horse, like left the horses, you would. She would like that would have come out of your pay for the job. We coming back with legendary flowers. I don't think. Oh no, losing pay for horses. Wah, wah. Fuck the horses. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Rough finger money, I don't know. Centaurs. <laughs> Centaurs. So, the party makes their way with Captain Miser to Haven. And it's about a week's travel. And they're just kind of killing time, you know, talking to the crew, hanging out. Kai's playing chess. You know, eventually a couple of sailors will come up and be like, hey, you know, let's play a game. And Kai's like, I only play against other people for gold. And Sam's like, all right, fine. I got five gold. I got five gold in this game. And Kai's like, all right, let's do it. And they play. Kai usually wins. And then Brother was like, oh, I see you hustling over there. I'm, I'm going to get my hustle on too. So he's like, who wants to fight? Who wants to uh, play me in the game? Who wants to arm wrestle me? Yeah, and um, these guys didn't stand a chance. They were like a nap twenty on these guys. They, they were getting dissolved. And it got so bad that on day five, with arm wrestling the guy, uh, pretty much supposed to be the strongest challenger, and uh, who was the, what was it? What was it, what was it the watchman. Uh, watchman, dude was supposed to be in the little crow's nest. And arm wrestled him so hard. I don't know if that's a phrase. But arm wrestled him so hard that... Uh, he flew off the ship and into the water. Brethbringer ran over there like, oh, shit, I just killed this guy. Looks over and battle time, freaking Sahagans again. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're in the water. 
So instead of arm wrestling, you should just do like them slapping contests. That way you don't throw him overboard. No, you just break his neck. Yeah, or slap him overboard. That's still a possibility. <laughs> I'd rather have my arm broken than my neck. Well, then he doesn't need to be a bitch. <laughs> Get your weight up. I mean, you can't anymore, but. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the guy who you know, went over the ledge, you know, he got fucking jumped by the Sahagin as soon as he went over. And when Brothringer came over looking, they saw that the dude was pretty practically dead already. Um, Actually, everybody but Shaw went to see what happened to the guy. Because we were all bunched up near that edge, saw them. One of them took a guiding bolt, I think. Oh, no. Earthbringer threw his dragon's fang at him. Yes. Kai shot him, killed the hit, both of the two over there. So Abyss Grip just is like, okay, I don't see anything over here. I'm going to the other side. And runs across the ship along with Birthbringer. And the entire time, Dio is trying to go to the front of the ship. I can't remember what it's called. The bow. Yeah, the bow. And every time he runs up to Sahagan, Kai just shoots him, kills him. Yeah, the ship was pretty large, so I mean, like, even with even with dashing, it's taking us forever to make it across that ship. Yeah, then Abyss Group's finally right there next to Birthbringer, who Birthbringer just manhandled one of them, sees a bunch of them, he's like, okay, I'm going to intercept them, and Shaw, or Vendressa, just goes, fireball, and I'm just like, why? Why? I ran across the ship, I finally got to the, Why? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Abyss Grip didn't get to take out. He didn't get to swing in any of them. Dio uh, was able to hit the captain. Yeah, they were Baron. Baron. The Birthburger finished him off. Uh, Kai was just over there kill stealing everything. Even the, some of the sailors got attacks. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was different. Sailors actually helped this time. Well, I mean, they helped the first time we had to deal with the Sahagans. I mean, they pretty much saved our ass. First time we dealt with the Sahagans. Well, that was before Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Shaw just took out half of them by himself. And the, the last Sahagan just jumped off and ran. Kai oh, to run. That's right. Kai did use haste and took off and shot him. He did hit the Baron and a couple of the others with slow as well. Yes. Which made it a lot easier for Dio and Shaw to or Vendressa. Gonna get you gotta get used to that. For Dio and Vendressa to take them all out. Dio only got to swing at the captain or the Baron once, so well, yeah, it's because Shaw I mean that's because Kai couldn't kill the Baron with one shot. Yeah, and uh this group is kinda salty about that. I didn't get to fight anything. Ah. Yeah, I was right there, motherfucker. Could have left one. But no, no. I mean, we tried to leave one. We tried to run. <laughs> we left one. He was like, oh, no. Oh, I'm out of here. Loose skidoo, so can you. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Bisgrip is kind of, no, fucking salty that he didn't even get to fucking attack. And the crew was just like, well, thank you for helping out with that. Dio even started to munch on some of the cooked ones as well. Oh yeah, Dio was like, "I wonder, I wonder what sahagi tastes like." And he's like, "It's not salty enough." And Biscrip is just like, "Here, take them." 
But yeah, so that happens, and then they got another. The party has another two days before they reach Haven. And if you remember how I described Veil Rock, which was the Skyhawk uh, capital, like Sky uh, Veil Rock was very like white and silver and glistening and whatnot. Haven is very more bronze. Was very more bronzed, like the, like all the structure and stuff. They have a very coppery tone to them. Like it's not dirty, but it's like it's like wow, Veil Rock is. It's white and silver. Uh, Haven is copper and bronze. So that's the one white and gold and blue, black and blue, like the dress. Shut up. <laughs> you don't talk about that. No, I like um, Haven more. It doesn't seem too clean. Oh yeah, they even had a whorehouse. I mean, Vilrock had a whorehouse. No, no. That's just a come get your bitches. The one that Birthbringer and Dio went to, that's like high class. Bunny ranch level. Magical bunny ranch. So, as they get to Vilrock and um, Captain Miser and his first mate, Scarlet. Scarlet something, I can't remember. What, I can't remember if Scarlet was his first name or last name. But, um... They were pretty much, you know, getting resupplied for the trip back and whatnot, and also picking up the uh, Lady Zatora's uh, supplies that she pretty much ordered, and Kai was helping them with that. Kai also wanted a manifest as well, so he could verify that everything that's supposed to be there is there. Which was very smart. Like, from just a logic standpoint, <laughs> very smart. But after they, you know, uh, after they got everything aboard and Miser was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, pick, uh, pick up supplies and stuff and we'll be, we can be out, you know, by the end of the day. And Kai's just like, hold off on that. We're going to go check out the city. Miser's like, all right, have fun. So they get to the city, into the city, because like while there's like a whole dock area, the city's not actually connected to the docks. It's like, like another mile-ish inland. So they get into the city, and they split up again. That's, well, the most important thing is we didn't need papers to get in. True. Right. That's another plus for this city. Well, I mean, we were like on a ship on an important mission. Like we didn't just try to enter the city. If we were there, I would imagine that any kind of papers that would need to be taken care of would have been taken care of by GM. Yeah, but they didn't have to give us anything to say we we're supposed to be there. I mean, true. We also didn't, I mean, well, at least we didn't check. We didn't see guards walking all over the place like we did at the other place. You you did. Like, there, there were a number of guards and patrols. No, yeah, there, Kai there. caught one of them who happened to be a captain. Yeah, he was actually one of the one of the captain, guard captains, whatever. And Birthbringer and Dio were like, hey, hey, where's your whorehouse? Yep. And he pointed them to Constantia. Constantia, which, reading how I spelled this, looks like a not good name for. <laughs> looks like a mix between coochie and stench. Doesn't <laughs> 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 uh, look like a good name for a whorehouse, but yeah, Constantia, something like that. 
And uh, so, of course, me and Dio were like, bet on our way while Kai and others were taking care of business and, you know, doing some shopping and stuff. And when we went there, this place was uh, pretty fancy. Pretty fancy indeed. Yeah, it was about a 13, 12, what was I saying? Did I say, how, how tall did I say the building was? I'm not 100% certain. I want to say it was like a 12-story building. Yeah, it was huge. I remember that. Very tall. Lots of women, lots of rooms. And each room wasn't just like, here's a bed, have at it. It had a kitchen. It had everything. Oh, yeah. Kitchen has everything. Like When we went in there, we were greeted by uh, a female elf and a male male tiefling, uh, Tarzuzu and... Rymog? Yeah. And Birthbringer, of course, was like, you know, they were just like, you know, we get all kind of race, whatever kind of race y'all want. Da, 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 da. Birthbringer was like, so, uh, Elf Girl, are you on the list? And she's just like, uh, no. And so Birthbringer was like, okay, well, I want something similar. He ends up getting an elf her by the name of uh, Tatiana. He also asked for an experienced one as well. Yes. Because Birthbringer always has a little bit of side things. I mean, everybody thinks, like, oh, he's just going to go be a hoe. But no, I know that whores, especially whores that have been around for a while, have a lot of really good information. I mean, real life whore in a strip club. I was got a lot of information. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you have to dig through the lies. But there is a bit of a, a good bit of information to be had. So, yeah, he asked for uh, somebody who's experienced. Someone who's been here for a while, someone who knows a little bit, you know, not only knows a little bit in the sack, but can actually hold a conversation. Um, also, Birthbringer speaks Elven. And, I mean, being being that Tarzuzu, the female hostess, is an elf, I mean, it, it, it kind of doesn't work the best because, you know, she can understand what's going on. But in case anybody's watching, in case they've got a scrying eye or something like that, Birthbringer wants to be able to speak in a different language uh, that's not common. So he can get information, and it'd be somewhat secretive. You know, Birthbringer, he speaks, uh, he speaks Elven, let's see, Elven, Giant, Common, and Sylvan. You know, he, he's well-versed in languages. And so, you know, he uses that to get information and ways to keep information secretive by using languages that not everybody speaks. Not many people speak Sylvan. Not a whole lot of people speak Giant. So, um, anyway... Birthbringer gets Tatiana, and Dio gets a girl named Bryn. I believe she was a human girl. Yeah, she was, because um, Dio was like, I want I want fresh meat. Yeah, he wanted somebody new, and he didn't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, like, I mean, like, even 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 in brothels, new girls kind of know what they're doing, but he, want, he, he wanted that fresh meat. No. He, <laughs> he wanted... You say that. <laughs> she's fresh meat for that building <laughs> yeah she's fresh meat for that building but um yeah once they went upstairs birth printer tried to get some information and they ended up having like a long long session and it ended up being a whole I want to say six hours at least <laughs> when, when, by the time birth printer looked up because there's a magical ward in the room that increases stamina yeah, so like they were going at it, and before they realized it, 
12 hours had gone by and Brethren was like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we forgot to mention you don't rent them by the hour, it's by the day. Yeah, it's for a whole 24 hours. But Brethren does manage to get some information about Oliver. Um, in particular, the big part of the information is that uh, Captain Sedia, that, you know, aka that skate bitch from Seraphica, uh, Seraphica, the other woman who, the woman who was in charge of the Alicardi then, when we got first got Alawi, that she used to work at Custentia about 10 years ago. And now that she now she stays in Seraphica. As captain of that, as captain of that branch. She came up. Yeah, it's a real come up. I wonder who's dickhead to get up there. Oh, well, but, uh, I mean, it's not out of the realm of her expertise, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So while Birthbringer and Dio were off getting their dicks wet, uh, Kai, Vendressa, Vendressa and Abyssbringer are like, all right, well, huh? Bringer wasn't there. It was just Abyss Grip. Oh, yeah, my bad. Abyss Grip. And yeah, they were like, they talked, they were talking to the guard captain a little more, like, hey, um, Got any uh, like kind of things like items we can buy, you know, like help maybe keep ourselves safer more, like any weapons, armor, stuff like that. And the captain was like, "Yeah, no, the market area is just down the street. Take two, take two lefts and then the right, and you'll and you're there." And Kai was like, "No, no, I'm not talking about the uh, the tourists, the tourist stuff. I'm talking about the good shit." And the captain was like, he was kind of taken aback. He was like, oh, well then, follow me. He tells the rest of his patrol to continue on patrol, and he leads them to a back alley where there's a uh, kind of like a, a speakeasy kind of type of tavern. No, not very many people know about it and whatnot. He does a secret knock, and he gives the secret password to the dude who lets them in, and, you know, What's up? Abyss Grip actually heard it, leaned into Kai, and just whispered it, just in case we had to come back. What was the password again? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm going to say it was something like turquoise shell or something like that. Yeah, it was like something, it was like a gem. Think, garnet? I don't know why I six in my mind. Who knows? Playing too much, uh, too, playing too much FF9. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> or watching too much uh, Steven Universe. So they get in, and I was it's, again, it's like a speakeasy tavern. There's like no one there. It's outside the dude who who's running this place, and you know, he, the captain tells them all, "Hey, pull up a chair. Anything you want to eat, whatever." And so everyone's like, "All right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna chill." So they get a table. They order some stuff to eat, and the captain sits down too, and he introduces himself as Tempest. And he's like, all right, so what kind of items are you looking for? And Kai said weapons, another trinkets, I think. Yeah. So the the barkeep, I can't remember his name. I think I named him, I think I named him Jasper or something like that. He comes over and Tempest is like, um, he's like, he's like tell them what you want and so they kai explains what you no know, they all could be looking for and jasper takes down the note goes back comes back like 
and I say 20 minutes later, with like a three-tier tray, a three-tier cart, whatever. And he pretty much lays it all out them out there for them. It's like, all right, on the top tray, we have nine different magical rings. On the second tray, we have two like um, very exotic daggers. And on the bottom, we have a, there was a box and you open the box, pulls out like a very long dagger that you know, it's like, it, and then there's this. Now, once you purchase it, I can explain to you what they do. Yeah, and then he was trying to like show off this sword. This grip is like, it's a little bitch sword. And like pulls out his great sword. He's like, this is a sword. And it's silver. That's a toothpick. And, and, and Jasper was just like, <laughs> keep telling yourself that. Now, do you like, now do you want to purchase these items? And Kai was just like, fuck it, we'll take the lot. And how much did it run you all again? A pretty penny. That's all I remember. Yeah, it did run a pretty good amount of money. I don't remember how much it was either. Like, I want to say, like, each ring was a thousand gold. Maybe. Yeah, I want to say, like, each ring was a thousand gold. Each dagger was fifteen hundred. And the sword was, like, thirty-five hundred. Yeah. Fortunately, we have all these gems and gold and all this stuff, so kind of just paid it all and, you know, some of it in gold and platinum and the rest of it in precious gems. And out of it, we got, what, a ring of, we got three rings of resistance, a forest, thunder, and necrotic, a ring of protection plus two, a ring of evasion, ring of mind shielding, ring of uh, feather falling, ring of free action, and ring of the ram. And at this point, everyone at the table is like, oh, shit, I want that. No, I want that. No. And Everyone's like, like, it's like a bidding war on these rings. <laughs> and we were joking. Like, it was, oh, I was joking. It's what? Free action that prevents you from being paralyzed or stuff? I can't remember. We'll actually have to look at, look at that up. I'm pretty sure it's free action. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we should give that one to Dio. He almost died because of that. And he thought I was being serious about giving it to him. He was like, nah, dude. Just making fun of the fact you almost died. And the two daggers were, uh, uh, Jasper explains to them that the Jasper, uh, that the daggers were fashioned from basilisk fangs. So, like, they deal, like, regular uh, dagger damage, but then I also think they deal, like, an extra 3d6 poison damage, which is amazing, especially if Kai were stack that with the sneak attack damage. <laughs> So I mean, like it, like the, like the items were proved fairly good, but the real icing on the cake was uh, that special sword. No, you, yeah, what Abyss Grip calls a toothpick, actually can be adjusted. Like it's a magic sword that you can like twist the uh, the base of the hilt, and it you can pretty much customize the length of it. You can have it be as short as a dagger, or you can have it as long as a fucking great sword. But the real special thing about this is how much damage does it do, Miss Crip? 3d10. 3d10. That's nuts. I don't know what the hell I was thinking giving these items to these people. Then you made the mistake. It was like, well, we can only attune to, what, three? And you're like, ah, I'll let you do five. And we're like, okay. We're going to argue. No take back. It makes me wonder what the hell I'm going to do to you guys later, right? TPK. <laughs> so, yeah. And 
after they get these you know, new items and whatnot, and they're all kind of loaded up, they still like, sit and chat with Tempest for a bit longer. And then, uh, was it Abyss Crypt that asked that, like, hey, what do you guys do you have for entertainment here? Do you have, like, a Coliseum or whatever? He did, but I believe that was after Kai took out that special dagger that we swiped from Abby. The one that was in her wall? Yeah. He took it out. Did he end up selling it, or did he... No, he gave it to Vendressa. Did he? Yep. He, gave it, he ended up giving that to Vendressa. All right. All right, yeah. Then Abyss Grip asked, like, you got any arenas, coliseums, something, throw down? And he's like, yeah. Tells us where to go. And it's like, all right, Kai, we're going. And Kai was just like, eh, fuck it, why not? So that's what you no know, the three of them do. At this, you got to remember at, at this point in time while they're doing all this trading and getting items, Birthbringer and Dr are still push are still uh, pushing guts. Yep. Yeah. The entire time we didn't realize twelve hours was going past. So the whole time we're just getting in, putting in that work. Yeah. Then when we get to the Coliseum, Biscrip has some words with the the receptionist. Wouldn't let them sign up for the championship because they're outsiders. The little bitch is afraid that we'd walk in and take the belts. It's not that. It's more like you got to think like real gladiatorial combat. Like not not the movies. No, no real gladiators. These things are like these people are athletes. They play in a league, and you can't just let random folks come in and play on your league. We the WCW invading the WWF. That's what we are. Exactly. That's not how this works. It's about. We're we are the outsiders. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I don't know. I don't think a biscuit could match Scott Hall's height. <laughs> Maybe Hogan. We'll just go with Hogan. There we go. Anyway. So In the new world order. They were not allowed to join the league just to fight for a belt. Now, they were offered that if they want to stay and participate in the league for three months, they could have a shot at the title if they win their if they win their matches and whatnot. Kai wouldn't pay for us to stay, though, so we can't. What were we going to do if we said yes? <laughs> That's something I was wondering. <laughs> you would split up the party. Well, I guess we'd retire the characters for some time. Maybe. That's when our same fighters come in. Exactly. <laughs> I've got, I've got a new name for a sand fighter. Franks. No! <laughs> you're not playing sand fighters. Uh, sand fighter with the sword. I've I mean, told you this. You're not playing sand fighters. We're all wearing Dragon Ball shirts. We are, so. actually. I thought that was Holy earlier. Holy shit, we are. <laughs> so it's been decided sand fighters. No. Sand fighters. No, not allowed. You're not allowed. Anyway, so but what they were allowed to sign up for is a you know an expedition match. You know, hey, you know, let's you know fight some people. You know, make it a good show and whatnot. And you know, the reception is like, all right, well, let me go get my manager and he'll see if he can set this up. Yeah, like I think everybody was expecting a bit script to go in alone at first, but then he's like, do you got doubles, tag teams action going on? And then we all, everybody realized that Abyss Bringer was coming in. Oh, yeah. The party realized that yeah. Abyss Bringer was coming in. Yeah, and after we settled that, it was going to be in, like, the next day sometime in the afternoon. 
Kai left a message at the whorehouse to give to Birthbringer, which they totally dropped the ball. They waited till the next day when he woke up. Oh, yeah. Like, barely. Like, Birthbringer didn't go to bed till like... The fight was scheduled for 1 o'clock. Birthbringer didn't go to bed till 8 a.m. Now, luckily, he only needs four hours of sleep. You know, so he slept his four hours, got up. Homegirl was like, oh, yeah, there's a note here for you. And then he was like, what? He had to throw on his clothes, dip out, you know, run up out of there. His pants were still, like, at his knees as he's running down the street. But that night, Kai was restless, I guess you could say. He was on a rooftop and tried to get a, a hold of Tempest, and they had a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, like, him and Tempest, like, they, they found, like, they, they found a lot of common ground with each other. Like, they were just kind of chatting like they were old fucking buddies and whatnot. And Tempest was like, all right, you know, I'll come out and see your boys fight. You know, hopefully, you know, they won't, you know, disappoint. No, he didn't really say that, but... <laughs> anyway. I said that to take shots at DC right here. So, anyway. Kai eventually does go to sleep. Tempest goes on his way. And the next day it comes out. Birthbringer does make it to the arena in time. And they go in like, all right. And so the... Well, I don't know what the... What do you want to call him? We'll just call him the ringmaster or whatever. He pretty much lays out the rules to them. He's like, hey, no, straight uh, straight fight, no magic, no, and no. We're, and you're going to have to use items that we provide for you to, to ensure the safety of our fighters. Which is complete bullshit because they didn't have Goliath-sized, like, stuff. I had to wear, like, some patched-up leather. Where three don't wear leather? Like, get it out of here. It was, it was some bullshit. Completely dropped my AC. Trust me, if they had known ahead of time, they might have prepared something, but no one said anything. It's in the Coliseum where they do this stuff often. Yeah, and how many, like, you didn't see any Goliaths in there. Yeah, but there's not too, there's not, there's, you know, it's not like being that tall is that rare. There's Goliaths, there's Giants, there's Fearbolts, like, there's, there's quite a few races who stand seven, above seven foot tall. And as stocky and built as Goliaths? I mean, fear bulbs are just as big. Yeah. So well, are giants. To be fair, you guys haven't encountered any fear bulbs in the world yet. Yeah, aren't they more secluded than... They're hermits. Yeah. I'm just saying, Goliaths and giants make like great for Coliseum stuff. Yeah, especially Goliath nature, where might makes right. They're going to roll up, test themselves. Stick around, fight the other competitors, but it's neither here or there. What was the name of the guys we were fighting? We were fighting, uh, let's see, Greg New the Bitch and Antonio the Whole Ass Nigga. <laughs> or Greg New the Swift and Antonio. And no, it was a fairly good sized arena, about no 50 feet by 50 feet, essentially, in a hexagon pattern. Didn't one of us walk over and, like, take his microphone and... Yeah, I ran up, took his microphone. Well, megaphone. Whatever whatever it was. Whatever thing he's using to speak to people. Voice amplifier. It's a little cone. Yeah, there we go. A little voice amplifier thing. Did our own announcement because he was just like, oh, yeah, Birthbringer and, and, and Biscuit. These guys. 
Man, better give us a proper, proper interest or entrance. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. <laughs> and so uh, after that, no, he took it back. So like, all right, well, um, competitors, get no, get ready, and at the sound of the gong, you the fight will begin. And so he gets, he crawls out of the arena. Yeah, we actually rolled really low on initiative, which, given the rule set, first team to get hit ten times loses. It's like, well, they used their first turn to come to us, then we could walk up and start swinging. So we're like, okay, cool, we'll take these low rolls. Little do we know. It was, those low rolls were a sign of things to come. And combat ensues between them. Granted, again, it's like it's non-lethal combat, you no. Know? But they were they picked up you no know, standard shield and swords, each of them, and uh, Gear. What was that? What was the name? Grignu. Yeah, Grignu the Swift. He had a he had a dagger and he had a whip. Two daggers. Two daggers. Yeah, he had two daggers and a whip. And no. Uh, they, when they when they came to clashes, it was fairly even throughout most of the. No, uh, uh, we had an early lead. We just pulled what a Cleveland blew that three, lead or whatever. Yeah, we did have an early lead, and it just, yeah. So again, it was first team to take a combined total of ten hits loses, and what was it? It was like ten to nine. Yeah. That you guys lost by? Like, you guys lost by one, like, one, one attack? Yeah, like, literally like one turn. They even missed their first attack from the next turn. So, like, it, it was a close fight, but these two, they were just so fucking upset. Like, they were, like, like even after the after the fight had concluded, like, the other, uh, Antonio and Grignu were kind of being, like, good sports. Like, hey, no, good fight, guys. This and they were took like, a swing at him, like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, they were like, no, fuck that shit. Get the shit out of and here. And it was a low roll again. I would have laughed if I finally hit a high number. Matt 20. <laughs> He's dead. No. Right time. No. Antonio just leaves with a black eye. And so, like, yeah. They, they, these two were clearly upset for the rest of the set, set session, which I think concluded after that. And they were just, like, you know, fucking cursing I, me under their breath. In one I time. lost a lot of money, too, on a bet. 500 gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Guy did put money on you guys, and... Kai's just like I should have went. Those motherfuckers. He's I like, just ignored it. <laughs> he's like, I should have just said, "Fuck it, Birthbringer's gonna be late. Let's do this." Look, not my fault that they didn't have Birthbringer size armor. My AC was like fifteen. Like I don't think my AC's ever been fifteen, even at the beginning of the game. No, your AC was actually was it fifteen? I thought it was a little bit. It should have been That's, sixteen. I believe no, because your Dex is plus one, right? Yeah. So leather armor is. He had a thirteen because he had hide armor. Was it hide? Yeah, yep. I had really little armor. Thirteen, so thirteen plus one plus your two plus three from the shield. Yeah, you should have. You should have had sixteen AC. And I think you had seventeen. I did have seventeen. And Antonio had seventeen, and uh, Greenew had like thirteen. No, he had. He had less than Antonio. Antonio had seventeen as well. I think. Yeah. He. I think he. I know. I know. I know. Grignu had less H, uh, AC than you, Birthbringer. But no, like 
you were so focused on Antonio that you didn't even try to step up to, you know, the gnome. Well, he, like, circled around and, like, moved out of our... Well, he stayed out of range the entire time. Yeah, he time. stayed out of range. But you still could have pursued him. I mean, we would have took a tactical opportunity. You see, I should have saved my I Curse of the Eyeless so you could have broke off. Gave him disadvantage on that attack of opportunity. But I mean, rolls were rolls were garbage anyway. We were rolling like complete garbage, and then once again, I mean that, you know, like this fight took what 20, 30 minutes, and it was not to the death. It was just nobody was hitting. There was a few nat ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were actually quite a few nat ones. I think ones. everybody had at least one nat one. That they did. So what we're going to do, because we're going to pick up still in town, we getting our belts made and telling Narai we won the championship. Yep. So she, maybe she'll send us back there more. You know what? Maybe Kai can go in and just steal the actual championships. No, no. We got to have our own custom belts, though. But you guys just want to be not able to go anywhere around the world, do you? <laughs> we're we're not plotting anything this time. You're not plotting anything this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you what he said. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, that wraps up the session, and. Again, these two, they were just so fucking upset that they lost this combat. And, like, again, it wasn't like a fatal com- It wasn't a lethal combat. It was just sport, and they lost, and they're just so upset about it. Well, we're more upset about the fact, like, oh, look, I rolled another three. Yeah, it was it was very, very bad rolls. It was very bad rolls. I mean, the thing is, the situation sucked, uh, not being able to use, like, any of our stuff. Uh, you gotta, for yourself. I was using my Well, I mean, yes, yes. You know, uh, Abyss Grip was able to use some of his stuff. But, like, at, at the core of it, then it sucks. Birdbringer is still a, he's still a medic. Like, <laughs> yeah, he fights, and, you know, he does a pretty damn good job at it. But, like, it's a really help to, like, stuff that he's made. Um, his croc armor and the dragon's fang, shoot the death lance. Um, the, you know, uh, the Rosalie, the shield, like... He's got, you know, he's, he's got some really good stuff that allows him to fight on the front lands. When you give him, like, basic basic bottom-of-the-barrel armor, he's a have high deck. Yeah, and they didn't let you wear your cloak or your scarf and my cloak. And it was like, these are part of our uniforms. We're performing fighters, but no. They were magical. So? No magic. <laughs> The only way you, the only reason you got you got away with your curses is because it's not really magic. It's yeah, it uses my own blood as a fuel. So, so question: Could I have used my stone skin to shrug off a hit? I mean, it's like number of hits that was the problem. Yeah, I don't know because stone skin is damage. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Because Antonio did, like, bitch slap you on his not one, and that didn't count. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, we're definitely going back <laughs> one of these days. 
one of these days you gotta go back and fight for that title. Just jump in from the crowd and just spear one of them. Cause a fucking riot in, in Haven. Get the microphone and play. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> Uh, happy Dragon, Happy Dragon Birthday. It's probably great to you. It's Tag Team Champions of the World! <laughs> so, as you can see, these people do not want to be able to go anywhere in the world. We'll be allowed there until we get to the... We get our belts. Then maybe we'll get our sock banned. Look, it doesn't matter if they ban us if we take it all over. I'm gonna storm with our with our giant army. Giants, vampire mages, druids, and more, because we're not done. Yeah, yeah. They still have quite a ways to go, and I don't I technically don't even know when this is gonna end, and I'm the fucking game master. Like I'm just letting them play. We're just gonna have an army. I don't know. I do kind of like this haven, though, so we can't get ourselves banned there. It's not like that veil rock. Oh, yeah. Tatiana's a pretty nice girl. So. And they have a place where we could throw down, so. True. It's our own Coliseum and Scuttle's Cove or our own little town. With hookers and blackjack? Hookers and blackjack. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up for the day? Nothing comes to my mind. All right, then. I guess that's a wrap for this episode of Murphy's Roll. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can find us on whatever whatever site you're listening to this on. I don't know why I'm even saying this. Well, shoot. You could even, if you have an Echo Dot, just say, Alexa, play Murphy's Roll podcast, and it'll pull up from Apple Podcast. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, no. Share this with the friends. Tell them about us. Let's try to get them views up. But if not, oh well, we still appreciate those of you who do you know sit in sit in and listen to us. Um this is Reaper. This is Nian. This is Bone Crusher. And we will catch you all next time. <laughs>